course, he was uh, busted for criminal um, manufacture of dangerous drugs. And we just have we have dozens of these stories, and it's and it's horrible. Um, um, of course, uh, marijuana is medicine. People can use it as medicine, but there's no reason that everyone here and everyone out there who wants to um, uh, should uh, everyone should should be allowed allowed legal access and, and suffer no civil or criminal uh, penalties for possession, use, or growing your own. Um, one silver lining that I see in this uh, horrible uh, legislative session, in which all these good ideas uh, were, were, were brought forward um, to, to regulate the industry and sort of control things and get it under wraps and okay, it's a little wild west, let's figure out a, uh, you know, maybe a tax structure and some rules, um, and it has all been thrown out and we're left with um, really draconian, restrictive, horrible uh, proposals. That's all that's left. Um, what that's done is created an awful lot of motivated people. Um, there's an, I, I built the MontanaDrugPolicy.org site, um, which uh, which you can go to and click action alerts, and um, and uh, we've we've sent some something close to 400,000 emails total um, since uh, just in the last two months. Um, you know, because one click will send into 150 legislators, um, and so we, we generate an awful lot of email, um, and so our voices have been heard. Um, but 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 despite that. We're, looks like we're still going to get a, a terrible proposal, um, and and so now we've got an awful lot of motivated people, an awful lot of angry people. I'm, I'm, I get a copy of whenever someone sends uh, sends one of these things, just to, so I can make sure that's not being abused or anything. And the number of times that I've seen people say, um, "I'm a lifelong voting Republican." just like my father and his father before him, but I am now disgusted with you people and you will never have my support again. That's, that, those are powerful words. Um, and, uh, and between that and those sorts of uh, stories and, uh, and so many people are saying this is just retarded, tax and regulate for all adults in prohibition. And so I'm really encouraged, uh, um, despite how, how dark this uh, session is, there is a silver lining. And that is that we've um, that, that that they have awakened a giant. Um, if we can just get out of bed now, <laughs> um, and, and and so uh, and so next steps. Um, as everyone's been saying, uh, we've got all these different groups, all these different, uh, and, and they all have a little different focus. And um, and I agree with what Kate said about how um, there is a value there in the legislature because you have all these different groups coming up and, and it's all these different voices testifying. That's valuable. Um, um, but I think that we're going to need to be able to rally around a, uh, a, a single campaign and a single uh, organizing body um, for the uh, initiative that is um, almost a sure thing to occur in, uh, in, in 2012. Actually, a referendum is what we're going to be faced with first. If they go ahead and pass these, we can stop the bill from being implemented. That's true. Election. Yeah, that, that's true. It only takes 32,000 votes to get that done. 32,000 Yeah, I, I thought it was 50,000, but then uh, Chris said 100,000. So, uh, well, you go with the high number because some of that percentage isn't yeah, going to yeah. be yeah. counted. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's a percentage of the last election. Um, and, and that might be worthwhile. I mean, but what, what, what we might see, though, is um, that the governor really rewrites whatever horrible proposal comes out of the legislature. Well, he can't really rewrite it. He, he, he can do an amendatory veto. And which, which he can make significant changes, and he can he can reattach uh, amendments that were proposed in the legislature but shot down, and he can he can remove 
Yeah, he can. He can, but then it goes back to them, and then they have to and say, have "Well, to okay, it. sure." They have, so they have to approve it. But in order to reject his his counterproposal, they've got to have a two-thirds majority of both houses. And so it's possible um, that we end up with a workable law for the next two years. However, I don't think that should be should give us any any reason to sort of sit down and say, oh, well, I guess this works. Um, be, be, um, I mean, we, we, we've, got, we've got to keep pushing forward because, um, you know, the fact that I don't suffer some horrible malady um, or even a non-horrible malady, um, the fact that I'm healthy, should, there's no reason to throw me in jail because I want to smoke a joint. It would be different if you smoked it when you were healthy and it really hurt you and the people that were really sick smoked it and it helped them. Right, but it right, helps right. everyone the same. Like, right. there's no death toll at all. Right. Like, what? It, it's silly, the argument. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I have some information that, that, I, um, that I can't spread around because I don't want to start rumors or anything. Um, but there is out-of-state money that is interested in Montana. They think that this, this environment is um, perfectly ripe with repeal um, being discussed and lots of angry people who are disgusted with their government and ready to end prohibition once and for all. And for the fact that Montana has been so heavily watched by the country. Absolutely. The fact fact that the repeal was even being seriously discussed and then passed both the Senate and the House, um, national activists all over are looking at Montana and saying, oh my God, our our little medical marijuana empire is is, is threatened with, um, with demolition. Um, and normal, at normal, we've been saying for a couple of years now that um, medical marijuana is a box canyon. It's a dead end. All, all you're going to do is launch a law, it's going to be exploited, and then ratcheted down and restricted, and then finally, you know, it's only if you have terminal cancer and a gunshot wound are you going to be allowed to smoke yeah. pot. And, and then, then we all microwave our nuts and get cancer. Right, right, right. It's yeah. ignoring the real issue, which is that is not a dangerous drug. That right. it's not a dangerous narcotic. Yeah, it, and that you can go down to the gas station and you can buy enough alcohol to kill you and five Now your roommates, friends. yes. Yeah. For it's an age-old argument, though, right? Right. Until you hurt someone right. else. You can yeah. go yeah. buy right. Victimless crime. Yeah. sit in your closet and we're the scourge here, but you know the, 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 the definition of a Schedule One drug, of course, is um, high potential for abuse and no medical value, which is the opposite. And and you know you you want to find me a substance that is described well by that definition, alcohol. Hmm. I can I can actually be like one of those people that testifies on my own behalf. High potential for abuse and no, no, and no, no medical value. I've never hurt myself with cannabis. Right, never right, right. But when we're there, cannabis yes. has helped me recover from my alcoholism. And there's good science that supports And how many pharmaceuticals, but when we're there on the hill, it's not a fight of what's fact and what's not fact, because they're coming up there with arguments that are pulled from thin air, that, that and people are, like, listening to it. So how do you fight something like that in a political sense when they won't even look at evidence and science? Right, yeah, it can't be a comparative conversation. It's... That's just right. completely yeah. right, and, and and we don't need to convince those people. There, there's there's going to be fifteen. percent Well, we of tried, right? That was step one. Crazy, and we're always going to think they're crazy. Step one was educate, and that happened, and they still didn't listen. So now step two is exactly right. right. 
now it's a battle of endurance. Who can just keep doing this? And it's like we're burning out. Like everyone's getting, everyone's getting. I'm, I'm, I'm burning out, but I'm also energized. Um, but, but we're not. Out, we're certainly not out of the woods. And, and despite the silver lining and the awakening giant. Um, well, there's still the possibility of a real nightmare scenario, and that is six different marijuana groups all coming up with their own brilliant plan for legalization. <laughs> or no, we should just do deep Or no, we have to have this whole taxation and regulation complicated scheme. Um, and I've all, I, so I, can you I, put all six in, in front of the people, let the people pick one, that's the one we present. Yeah, so what does that mean? Got does that? too many choices, yeah. right. it's just sort of a random one. Right, 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 right. And, and it's not. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal if you're looking at legalization. Maybe with a lot of other things like medical, because you have to the conditions and you have to do right. this. And where do you prosecute? Yeah, when you attach medical to it, you know, that's a lot of stringent regulation. You know, you're 18. You're an adult. You think for yourself. If right. you do something because you're under the influence of cannabis, and we can actually tag you for it, that's something else. But that's you as a person, not the drug. You know, that's. that's, that's I'm saying it's not that difficult yeah. because I feel like most of that's already kind of in play. It's being acted out. Well, other if, you, if you look at Prop 19 in California, though. Legalization initiative just just lost um, uh, last November. Um, that was uh, it was I'm not sure how many pages it was, but it was pages. Um, and uh, it assigned all this local control, and, and they did all these uh, in, uh, these complicated things to uh, avoid international treaties that require United States law to comply with certain anti-drug treaties. And um, and and so simpler is going to be better. Um, and. Uh, I mean, I've already heard about initiative proposals to sort of have a THC um, cutoff point where above this is medical and below this is taxed differently, and um, and, and there's and everyone's going to have a, a, a big idea about about well, how would it actually work? I mean, simpler the better. I mean, should it be like tomatoes? Hmm. Well, let's see. Five-year-olds can grow tomatoes and sell them at the farmers market. Maybe that's not the most realistic model. Um, is, it, is, it, is it more like beer and wine where you can grow your own at home or you can go to a licensed uh, store that buys from a licensed uh, I think producer. if you do it that way, though, then you got to worry about the whole driving while intoxicated thing and where does that stop. And that has to be left up to the person. Like, are you messed up? Can you drive? Some people can. Some people can't. And, that you know, it should be up to you. You can't really a A, a horrible compromise that. that we may need to make is right. to say that there is some number of nanograms per milliliter of THC in your blood that constitutes DUI. Well, I don't Despite, see how we can even, get around it, like you said. Right, no, right. Because yeah. otherwise, that could be the make or break point where somebody goes, because law enforcement needs, they want something. Right. They're like, we can't just allow you to go doing whatever you want, smoking right. in your car and driving around. So if they don't, they're not given something, like a tool they can work right. with, they're going to be the ones right. that are opposing it. If they're on our team, and they feel like they have something to make it work with, it just will help everything along. The reason what that they really need to be testing is Right. If they're talking to you and you're like, "What?" Then okay, sure. But if you're talking to them and you're level-headed, like we've been, I mean, it's, it's not just cannabis or alcohol. I mean, it's prescription drugs. It's people yeah, exactly. Over-the-counter cold medicine. There is already yeah. a roadside sobriety yeah. test. Yeah, take a box exists. of Dramamine yeah. and go drive. Like yeah. you can't do that, you know. But it's over-the-counter. There's two flavors. There's the what's called pro se, or I'm sorry, per se, and that's where that's where the quote unquote legal limit of 0.08 BAC comes in. And if you those cases, those trials are about a number on a machine. If the machine was calibrated properly, if the officer saw the person in control of the vehicle, end of story. 
it's the impairment stuff that's difficult because then you have to walk the line, you have the one-legged stand, and how do they do, and it's this sort of subjective analysis, and a jury can come in and question all of that. And as a defense attorney, you get to throw as much gray area as you can in how that's interpreted. So they greatly prefer um, the per se approach. The problem is that point oh eight was they they did a lot of science behind that, and it was still very much compromised. And we don't have anything like the science behind nanograms per milliliter. It's a number pulled out of thin air. And for a person that medicates as a regular course of treating whatever condition, they're going to be able to manage a very high nanograms per milliliter compared to a newbie. For instance, I shouldn't drive way before I get to point of eight. I mean, really, for everybody's safety here, you know, <laughs> we'll I, get you I'm home. a point of four kind of guy because I never drink. And so when I do that, it's it's not good. Where I've had clients that point one two, and that's a day in the life, you know, and, and they're, that's, they're better practiced in driving in that shape than they are so And that is actually true, and it's true across the board for all drugs. If you think about somebody who's taking pain medication, and their tolerance is incredibly high, they're probably safer with that level because their pain's under control than being in an excruciating, excruciating amount of pain right. trying to drive down the road. So it is, you know, subject to change, and it is a compromise, and it's like, what is that compromise? Where does that really help the largest pool of people be safe and not get... And if only we could have a discussion like this with law enforcement. It comes and goes. There's a it's not the law enforcement, though, because they have orders. They have a job that they have to do, and that job comes down. It needs to be a quantitative paint-by-numbers thing. Here's the law. This is what you'll enforce. And right now, they don't know what. They're just, you know, they follow a job. They do what they're told, basically. We have to change what they're being told to do. That's what we have to change. They follow orders. So exactly. you establish this personal relationship, and they walk through your grow, and slap you on the back and say it's the nicest thing they've ever seen and they don't personally have a problem with you but six right. months later it's a different person a new memo and suddenly they are now foot soldiers in this mm -hmm. war and they're not going to go oh that guy he's a cool guy it's his job and yeah, if they don't do that they lose their job and that's right. their family if you mess with their family they don't like that it's right. just like we don't like it when they mess with ours you know I, I guess my, my, my point in bringing up the like nanogram, nanograms per milliliter um, is, is that we're, we're going to end up with an initiative next year that not everyone is going to love. But I hope that everyone will get behind it if it does a couple of core things. Um, allows the home production and eliminates the threat of arrest for all responsible, all, all, all responsible adults. And maybe there's a complicated regulatory infrastructure and maybe it's, and maybe it's just decrim or maybe it has a phased approach where it's uh, decrim for now and then in two years, sales are totally legal too, unless the legislature um, like comes up with a sales regulation system. There's lots of ways to skin this cat, but um, but my, my nightmare scenario, and I, we, we sort of saw it, and I, arguably one of the reasons that Prop 19 failed in, in California, is that there was segments within the medical marijuana community who thought it was going to screw up medical, and there was and there was black market growers who, who saw it reducing their paychecks. Um, People and, that you would so, have thought would have voted for right, it were yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. not voting yeah, for it. Because all of a sudden sure. they, they were going to have to pay their trimmers ten bucks an hour instead of forty bucks. Yeah, an hour. and have insurance and, and have yeah, all. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, a yeah, lot of money cutting into all, profits right. when you could do it the other way and not. Right. And um, yeah. and my message to them is, I'm sorry if your business gets gets scaled back. Move to Mexico. I don't know. But I mean, that's no reason for me to go to jail. Yeah. For absolutely. I'm coming from my own personal standpoint of like you know small business working in the cannabis industry. 
industry, and it's come up, and Doug and I have roundtabled about it a million times, where he's like, Kat, you ready to be out of work? And we're like, we're in this to do this for the greater good of people. Nobody should have to be thrown jail, nobody should have their homes taken away, no should buddy. I don't want to pay the taxes. That's a huge tax burden for everyone. And there are people that I personally don't feel are criminals. So it's, it doesn't do me any good to turn my hard-earned money over while my child's art program at school just got cut. You know, and yeah. it comes back around and around and around and I see yeah. it over and over again yeah. and I'm like, you know, I am behind this 100% even if for legalization, yes, I want medical to be protected because I believe that it has benefits, but at the same time, if it's okay for you as an adult to use it and you have a genuine medical concern, you're good to go. Right. You're, you're good. And we're never going to unlock those full medical benefits if we're tied down to this scheduling and the people researching it having to jump through hoops to get a schedule and license and stuff. Like, we're never going to figure out the full potential of this planet um, until that gets changed. Well, I have 100% of patients right now when I ask if you guys would be mad about a $20 ounce tax that went towards programs, social programs, five bucks a quarter. We're trying to collect a little percentage to buy some new books for schools, you know. It has to happen. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing that, you know, all the people, and if you look at the margin that they're bringing home, they're willing to go with it. Yeah, I actually wrote a blog post um, a, um, a few months ago. Uh, the title was uh, Why uh, Cannabis Should Be Taxed. And one of the reasons is that... Um, um, it gives us a broader audience. Like marijuana, people care about marijuana legalization. But and as soon as you start talking about tax revenue that might benefit other programs, then other people get interested. Um, and, I mean, also taxation um, uh, brings in, makes us part of the sort of machine of government. And right, putting in our finance. fair share. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're an industry like any other. And right, right now, the, uh, the marijuana industry largely uh, um, uh, supports other programs uh, solely through law enforcement. You know, we, we, you know, there's all kinds of jobs and, and you know, guns and trucks and toys that are bought with um, uh, through seized assets Federal and, kickbacks and, 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 uh, all, yeah, that. and all that. Yeah. It's funny, it's laundering to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, huh? Right, 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 right. Well, that's like where a guy sits now. What do we do with the taxes after you find out, you know, oh, gee, you can't deduct what you spent on your business and you've got to right. pay out whatever your gross was? It's like, gee... So I had this idea as far as, as far as the, I mean, the IRS, they're not, they say you can't write off uh, cannabis because it's very legal. Well, what if you were to have cannabis and so your patients come into your store and you create a membership fee, so each time they come in and they donate, say, $200, then you're giving them cannabis for each donation, so you get it, and I mean, how would that work? Because, I mean, you, you just give it and your membership fee is basically, uh, you know, paying Whatever, right. donating it. Right. So you get, you get something per donation. Well, it's either a conspiracy to commit fraud or a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I say this laundry through Bitcoin completely anonymously. It comes out the other end clean. comes in, they're like, here's $35 to your guys' organization. Well, here's a need for you in return. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. Right. It's a premium for your donation. Yeah. 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 How long until people start rolling in and being like, I'd like my free pot, please? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what other, what other, are, are there other elements of, of, of a future legalization initiative that, uh, that anyone here would like to propose is like, well, it, it's got to have that. I mean, we've got to remove the threat of arrest and allow the home grow. Constitutionally based, so we can't have the legislature get a wild hair and decide to take it. Away. Right, so do it as a constitutional yeah, initiative. Right. So stupid. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah
I sell 200 ounces. It's a pretty nice chunk in here yep. for programs. Yep. So is a, is a tax like a absolute and required part of an initiative? I think everyone's worry about that is there has to be an upper limit on that tax. It will not ever go above this part because everyone will be worried that, well, they'll start raising it two cents here, two cents there. Pretty soon we're all paying $100,000 tax at the end of 20 years. You know, like, I don't think people want that to happen. And it, it is, we can watch it with the whole sales tax, how it can easily get out of control because of their greed and whatever. But, right. That right. would be a, uh, an intelligent addition to their initiative would be the state that, you know, although we Right taxation of the business, we want protection that it's not going to become onerous or a means of mm-hmm. achieving repeal. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, when, yeah. when alcohol prohibition uh, crumbled, um, there, was, uh, there was a lot of conversation about how to tax alcohol. Like, all of a sudden, this illegal contraband was now a legal product that could be bought by responsible adults. It opened up a whole um, new... And so, and, and, but they were worried that if they established a tax that was too high, then the black market would continue to flourish. And the black market was Al Capone and horrible gangsters and, like, serious organized crime, just like with the drug war. Um, and so they started out with a very, a very low tax. And then, and then they did gradually increase it. But and not, but, but, but like, what do we pay for cigarettes now? You know, it's right. it's gonna get right. like that, and they'll um, pass a thing. But, and but it's not like again, if it's not something that is, if it's as dangerous as it is, I can see that the tax being. I don't really care that it's that. Vice tax. At the same time, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see again that there maybe that is part of it. That if you have a very legitimate condition, whether you are dying of cancer, you have HIV, or something that you know is helping with wasting syndrome you could have each place have a certain amount of people that they just support off of all the for medical research on cannabinoids yeah well the people paying taxes can be covering medicine for people that Exactly, like completely covered, yeah, completely. Are, are you saying that it would have to have that some uh, tax exemption for, for patients of a certain class in order to be an initiative that you would support? That's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to identify, like these things that have just yeah, got to be there. The, for me, the thing is, is like, I don't see a way around tax. And so for me, I'm just assuming that that's going to find its way in. For me to vote on it, for me to want to get behind it, I want to know that we're in control of where that tax money is spent and that it's, it's very go back in. organized in advance so that it doesn't become state money that they do shit with that I don't want my money to go to once again. <laughs> I agree. Paying their salary. Exemption for patients. I uh, am a radiation therapist. I treat patients uh, at St. Pat's in the cancer center. And most people that are facing cancer don't have a lot of money. They've spent all their money on doctors. And we have several patients now that they can come and get what they want, and there's no fee because there's such a need, and they are that needy. It's a lot of people on fixed incomes like yeah. that are going to worry well, about that. One, one way to approach the tax issue is to make it not like a sales tax, not a per ounce tax, but tax the growers based on the volume of production. Um, we we had a legalization bill. Um, we had a legalization bill um, that we almost brought forward in this in this legislature. But the timing was going to work out that our hearing was going to be this at this, like in the same week as the repeal hearing. And a few of us got together and said, there is a chance that um, that the presence of a legalization bill would just make repeal more likely. And, and I don't want to be responsible for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just say, like, see, we told you you were just trying to backdoor and, and, and full so, on. And so, and so we, we 
backed off. But there was administrative bureaucratic problems also. Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, exactly, it wouldn't have mattered. But but the way we handled taxation in in that um, in that bill was a, a tax on growers based on their volume of production. That um, the more you produce, the higher the tax. On the theory that the big growers, like if you've got ten thousand plants in a you know a football field, um, then you've figured out some economies of scale. You've got you know yeah, a, a it scales that way. It scales that way. And so we we taxed your first hundred pounds a year at like 200, 200 a pound. And then your next, and your, your neck from your, from your 101st up to your uh, thousandth pound in a year at 400 a pound. And if you're making more than one of thousand pounds a year, then we're going to tax at 600 a pound. Um, and so, and so that sort of draws more money in from the big operators who, in theory, are have reached a certain level of success. Um, and and it, but it does it does nothing to the actual the price the price for patients like on a, on a per patient or per ounce level. It would be a good sales point to voters too if you show the revenue of generating that type of plan you have mm. right there. Yeah. You know, to say, wow, you know, look at all this money that we can put towards, you know, drug education, schools, right. seniors, whatever. Yeah, I, I actually had a spreadsheet that um, that um, guessed that it was I mean, it was guesses, but it, educated guesses. Uh, consulted with a few people about, well, how many operators in Montana right now are making more than a thousand pounds a year? That's that's quite a lot. I mean, maybe there's three, maybe five. I don't know. Um, how many are making between a hundred and a thousand? You know, twenty maybe. And how many making? You know, um, how many providers are under hundred pounds a year? Hundreds. Um, and so I just plugged in the numbers, and we we're going to generate, and we're and we're between like eight and twenty million dollars a year in, ta- in tax revenue. And my bill would have um, would have split that money up between. Um, I won't get all the percentages right, but um, it was it was uh, fact-based drug education in schools. Um, it was uh, to fund uh, chemical dependency through DPHHS. It was there was a, there was a little sliver of it that went to the Justice Department to fund um, impairment testing, like keeping the roads safe for impaired drivers. Um, and there was one other one other category. Um, so um, everybody's in on their slice. You know what I right, mean? Right, Eventually, right. so if you've already got that kind of figured out, right. and you feel like it's a really oh, good plan. The other, um, the other, the other, uh, about a quarter of the revenue went back to the municipalities that um, in which the licensed growers resided. And so, so Missoula would get, yeah, yeah. Um, but it also allowed any municipality to ban business. So, not ban. Um, Consumption or personal production, but you know you can't get a license for a, um, a, a, a for a storefront or a um, or a, a garden, um, and so so. But but, but in the bill you can't or they can't stop you. Um, in the, it would allow by citizens initiative at the city or county level okay. to say no to uh, to storefronts and. Uh, but it wouldn't uh, be like having your city council of five people no, no, no. say so moratorium, no pot here. By right, that's how it has to. Because there was a lot of moratoriums that went on right. just from like a few people uh, saying. Did, did the bill include any cap limit on you know per capita say how many people live in a city, da da da, and how many dispensaries storefronts can be there? Yeah. Um, no, it, it didn't the market should regulate itself no, yeah. that way. Right. The, if there's too many, uh, was, not everyone's going to be able to stay. I was, I was silent on that. Um, I just allowed by citizens' initiative at the local level to to prohibit. Um, but of course, by prohibiting, um, then of course those ta- those tax revenues would not be coming back to that to that city. Which is great. Yeah. It's perfect. So I mean, it, it felt like a good system to me. I, li- I licensed growers separately than um, than storefronts. I, li- I based their storefront licenses on square footage, and I, I based the, the tax on, uh, on. It's too logical. Never work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it's built about right. Square footage because 
I mean, you could have a space that's like super big, way bigger than you need. Maybe you would just have like, I guess you would just get counted on where your plants. I mean, you could get away with it not being a whole facility. Because what if you're manufacturing other products in one section, maybe your sleeping quarters? Uh, the, the square footage thing was for um, was for storefronts, which are which were or licensed separately from gardens. Okay, so, so the bigger I mean, the storefront, they pay a higher tax based right. on the square footage. Right. So if you because got in theory, store, they're yeah. generating more revenue to yeah. be able to pay that. Right, right, right. right. Okay. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah, it, it all sort of seemed to make sense to me. So um, is that was that a constitutional? No, this would have been a bill in the legislature that would have uh, been attempted and, and died. Um, but but that's exactly how medical marijuana went. Medical marijuana was originally um, done in the state legislature in 2003 and uh, sponsored by Senator Ron Erickson. Um, I like to think in part because he came to my door asking for my vote um, before that election and said, what issues are important to you? And I said, <laughs> well, well, what do you think about medical marijuana? <laughs> yeah, look at my shirt, buddy. Um, and, he, and he thought for a second, and he tells the story. He told it on the floor of the, of the Senate just last week, and he said, pain counts. And, uh, and so he, I connected him with some people, and um, they put together some legislation, and it failed. Um, but what it did was identify some friends and enemies and, um, and get the population talking because it was in the news um, and it attracted out-of-state money to run a professional campaign. And that's why we have medical marijuana in Montana. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank now, but actually we tried first in 1979 or 1980 with one of our legislators who was blind. Oh, yeah? He had gone blind from glaucoma, and he introduced the medical marijuana bill then, and it didn't pass, but we did pass at that time a, I forget exactly how they put it, an endorsement for the federal government to go ahead and do that. Oh, sure. So as soon as the feds allow it, then we automatically allow it? Yeah. Yeah, we beat several other states like California, Alaska, and Oregon followed up. Marlboro pot, right? Yeah. Camel pot, yeah. Yeah. In, 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 in my bill, it would have allowed uh, home production, unlicensed, unregulated, untaxed, of up to 50, 50 square feet of canopy. And so you, you, you take half, your, half a bedroom and grow whatever you want. Which is cool to have that. But I mean, at the same time, if you look at, like, I grew seven species of tobacco in my yard two summers ago. You know what I mean? And it's a beautiful <laughs> plant. And it wasn't like, I didn't really smoke any of it. I was just growing it for, like, you know, hey, observation. Hey, look what I can do. Yeah, it's yeah, really beautiful. Yeah. And then the same thing, like, I make a lot of home wine. Like, I do all my yep. home brew. Yep. And, I mean, I'm in my own business, and it really isn't that big of a deal. I mean, I feel like once things are kind of out there and it's acceptable, nobody's really going to care if you're minding your own business and have right. your thing. So, I mean, you could write it in, but at the, at the same time, even with Marlboro growing up, like, tons of tobacco isn't going to stop me from growing in my yard. Most anybody probably wouldn't even know what the heck it was anyway. You know, one of the, one of the objections to some legalization proposals is that we're, we're going to have nothing but the Walmart of weed. Big corporations are going to come in and take over the industry. Good weed for cheap? Um, and... Uh, from China, I urge caution there because I mean we've got um, we've got Anheuser Busch, you know, and Miller and Coors, and we still and, have good beer, and we still yeah. have awesome beer, yeah. um, you know, made by little craft breweries, and so and so just and so just because um, a uh, regulatory infrastructure or a law allow or, or even encourages some 
big operation to come in and invest five million dollars in the giant crop um, and sell it for fifty bucks an ounce. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to go to your, um, you know, your connoisseur's market um, and, and get some or do it incredible purple urkel, uh, you know, that's like glowing, um, or grow it yourself. And Absolutely. It was, and it was born in that environment. I mean, it's thrived in that environment this entire time, you know, with the exception of getting your bags from Mexico. Right. I mean, it's the connoisseur market is the smaller personal relationship, yep. And I think the medical market can thrive too. I mean, yeah, there's going to be. Um, I'm imagining, you know, some years from now, in full legalization, um, I'm imagining that there will be some uh, players who will say, "This shit will get you ripped," <laughs> and others will say, "We have precious medicine for the sick and dying." <laughs> this shit will make your seizures get killed. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and, and, I mean, and, I, and I think a market exists for both, and customers exist for both, and that's okay. Um, and so just let the market play out. Um, I mean, because the, the, the medical use is real, and those, those, those customers, those patients, are not going to go away in the world of full legalization, and they're going to gravitate towards the more low-key, medical-minded, different strains for different pains uh, uh, sort of approach. And others are going to say, this is going to get you freaking ripped. And, hey, that's cool. It's a preventative for all the cancer we're getting from the cigarettes that we smoke. It's perfect. you got you got to do half and half. Uh, exactly. still have super quality. Like, a lot of people will say, you know, the good old boys I grew up with, they'll be like, well, I want to drink Bud Light. I can't drink that microbrew stuff. I have one of those, and I'm, like, under it's a too table. Strong. Yeah, it's, 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 it's too bitter. It's too bitter. We can yeah. increase the CBD strains, a drop right. of THC down. You can still get an amazing product locally grown yep. where it's not yep. that, yep. you know, yep. you can get that quality. It just depends what it's for, but there has to be that choice. And that's the problem. That's right. I've had this problem with kids. You know, they're made, the opposition's main issue, at least excuse, whatever. There's some truth to it with kids. Hans always have been there in school. Yeah. But I brought it up to a few of the Republicans, maybe to give them a different idea, and I was shot down. But having a felony enhancer to give it to any substance to any kid, I don't want no people giving anything to my kids. It's an adult thing. Right. And at least maybe it would give some of the right who's so opposed to this. I mean, like in some states, if you get a drunk driving ticket, you get a, a driving in excess of the legal limit, too, so it can't get plea bargained down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if that can be done here in this state or something. So we talked about that with Shock the alcohol. When kids go to buy, to try and get alcohol, they have such a hard time to do it because the people that are they're asking to buy it know that if I get caught doing this, I'm going to get a huge fine and possibly jail time, and they're going to say no. Because when we were in the early 80s, We'd go on fishing trips to Canada. We'd have to bring a little herb up there. Well, our buddy went and got married up there and got caught with a forgotten roach in his ashtray. Lost a brand new truck. He paid three payments on it. Had to pay the rest of the payment. Spent a week in jail in International Falls with his wife and four grand in fines. So Best honeymoon ever. Once the word got out, you know, so I mean, something like that might, you know. Yeah, uh, my bill would have uh, established penalty. It would have required storefront operators to check ID and have um, uh, penal- cash penalties if they if they, they fail. And the kids that, aren't that going to stores to buy it anyway. They're well, getting right. it from other but kids at school. Like, yeah, yeah. It's none of that. Car if I get caught, or you know, they're going to yeah. my vehicle. Right. But actually, our kids are just appalled at pot. Oh, it stinks. Get it away from me. It's hilarious. I'm like, I would have killed for my parents to be like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got a call from the principal. And he said, just bring in the change of clothes. Um, 
not going to search his locker or anything. He told me that you're making butter, and I believe you guys are caregivers. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, All right. I was sweating yeah. bullets, right. you know, yeah. I was yeah. scared to death. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I had a teacher mention that. Yeah. Somebody wrote a, an apocryph that my son, a kindergartner, oh, my daddy grows that. Well, and it's funny because that's the, the idea is that because they're exposed to it, they're going to be like these little 10-year-olds running around with like joints and stuff. Probably get addicted by it, you know. If you yeah. Yeah. abuse and misuse and abuse and tell them the differences If you lie to them about it and they try it and they realize you lied, they are never going to trust you as a parent ever again. Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, pot. Heroin. Forget What's it. Heroin. Oh, so you lie to me about all this? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to well, try this. Yeah. yeah. Heroin. That yeah. must be okay. Yeah. Because they, because they told, told me that marijuana was terrible. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I found some in your medicine cabinet. Look at that. All growing up, it was on the same level. Marijuana, heroin, meth, everything was on the same level. And of course, when they tried, they said the only reason the cannabis was ever a gateway drug for us was because by the time we figured out that it wasn't as bad as I said, we figured none of the other shit was either. Yeah, yeah and then we realized that, holy shit, it was. Uh, you know, I don't know if everybody here is aware of this, and this is a good point when you're talking with people, too. Mexico, since 2006, has removed all criminal penalties yeah. on their citizens for possession, for possession. of usable amounts of any drug. Portugal, any drug too. It's what Portugal found. Everything. Criminal, addiction. We don't have the coke but if you treat pot black market, it's going to be sold with all the other black market drugs. And yeah. Yeah. Why not? You're going to the same place. There's a government Same dude selling it. Government report found exactly that. Yep. 1999. Yep. When I was younger, I could imagine the times that people were like, "Do you want this and this and this?" No, just the pot. But I'll try that too. Cool. <laughs> like it's there. It's so I think we're only. I, I mean, everyone can sit here as long as you want, but I, I'm. I'm gonna, yeah, forty I'm minutes. Split, we're hungry. But, uh, but uh, I, I guess the, my, my my caution is is as the proposals start uh, winding their way through through the process uh, next year, um, and maybe maybe even as early this, as this summer, there might be signature gathering efforts in place. You're going to hear people say that bill or that this initiative sucks because. It invites big business, or it doesn't cover medical, or the tax is too high, or there's no tax, or there's going to be always going to be objections. And, and I, if we can just go back to the, those core principles of allow the home grow, as you said, and um, and no criminal penalties for, for possession or use. The least common um, denominator, right, everyone just, can let's agree. Let's all agree on that. And, and if we can get that done, and it has momentum, yeah. if it has like financial backing and professionals kind of running the show, and so to, I mean, professionals don't get involved unless they're pretty sure they're going to win. Yeah. And, 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 that to, and to have professionals, you've got to have cash, and, and that cash will probably come at least partially from out of state. And that's, that's not terrible. It's, it's, it's tourism. It's okay. Cash yeah. comes from out of state yeah. all the time. It's called tourism. It's cool. <laughs> you guys are okay with it. Trust. Right. So, so just, um, I guess, my final message, message is, to, is to be tolerant of these proposals as they come out. It's, none of them is going to be perfect. Um, but let's uh, figure out how to rally around one that has uh, a, a chance of winning. Word to that. Oh.